Hello everybody, and welcome to this interview on Nintendo World Report. I'm your host, Mr. Dan Koopman, and we are here from the past, coming to you to the future. The future of video games is now. Somehow, I, I don't know really. Uh, with me today is the always lovely Brian from Image and Forum. How are you doing, Dan? Good to be, good to be with you, always. It's the first time. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> For we have, we have talked in person like way more times, so it's like the sixth or seventh time. I'm not sure even anymore. <laughs> well, it's like I'm preparing a room in my house for you to move in because <laughs> that's, you're Me probably the, the person in the game industry that we talk to the most and, and who I enjoy talking to the most as well. I should come to Sweden sometime. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I should, I should think about that. Um, so, we are going to talk about a new game, but before we do that, before we actually kick off with the actual topic of today, um, I kind of want to know how things are standing with Image Inform. Is Steam World Dig still selling well? And how has the launch on other platforms been? Because it has been released on 3DS first, but it came to other platforms a little bit later. That's uh, yeah. That's a great question to to kick it off with. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it's kind of interesting because we had just had the one year anniversary uh, anniversary of the 3DS release. It was yep. released uh, in the beginning of August 2013, mm -hmm. and bef <clears throat> before that we were we were very we were largely just nobody um, in the games industry, and uh, all of a sudden. Um, we have become very interesting, and I, of course, it's been a, a tremendous year for us uh, in in all respects. We've we've had such positive response on Steamworld Dig, and uh, we've also grown as a company. When we when we made Steamworld Dig, I think uh, we were eight or nine people uh, mm -hmm. around release, and now there's now we are. 17 people on the payroll so it's it's grown quite a bit but uh, it's it's fun to say that we the focus is still where it's supposed to be we are working on one game at a time so it means that we have a huge team at least by our standards <laughs> working working on one game right and uh, steam will dig is still selling uh, and it's still selling quite all right uh, on the 3ds we've had a very steady following mm-hmm I think there are still quite a few people who haven't picked it up. Um, but Pick it uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> what is seriously? What is wrong with you? <laughs> but and, uh, but we we see sales every day, and uh, once in a while we make uh, sort of promotions, and and you see the sales numbers uh, shoot up. And mm -hmm. then also we, after the 3ds release in August last year, we released on on Steam in December 2013. Right. And that's been very, very interesting to see because it's a totally different marketplace. It seems like nobody or very few people are ready to buy it at full price. Uh, when we make any kind of promotion, you see sales spikes uh, immediately. That's a, that's pretty damning then. That if that Steam people necessarily don't want to buy something that's full price. It's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it's also historically how it works. I mean. Um, uh, Valve has uh, Steam sales four or five times per year. That means that if you just wait a couple or three months uh, for a game that you just read about, 
you know it's going to go on sale. Right. So it's you sort of have these opportunities to to if you can just hold off a little bit, you you sort of get it at a at a sales promotion. Right. Right. And then we, but yeah, obviously it's maybe it's not good for the industry in the long run that people get used to this sort of pattern that they know that the game is going to come out and be much cheaper very much sooner. But right. on on Steam, that's the way it is. I think. And then we released it on PlayStation Network for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita in March hmm. uh, of this year. And that, that has gone um, just really, really well as, as well. And then uh, um, at the end of August 2014, the, it's time for the, uh, for the Wii U release. Well, well, officially, we, sorry for context, people. We're not necessarily we're not necessarily recording this at the end of August, but so we're just before that release. Just a little bit behind the kitchen, so we're just before the Wii U release. But I can say it's pretty good. Right? Yeah, you've played it. And yeah, uh, I played it. We're very happy with it. it. It's it sort of it looks looks exactly the way we had hoped uh, for it to look on the Wii U, and and the gamepad, I must say. Forms. It's a lot more fun to play with with a gamepad, uh, and this sounds ridiculous, but I playing Steam will dig on the Wii U has actually made me fall in love with the gamepad. Before I wasn't really convinced, but now it's I just love that that you can sit and play. You have this, the, you play it on the TV, and then you just walk off with it. Uh, you take it to the bathroom. It means that it is sort of two in one. I think it's a it's a it's a great handheld right. device. And it's also a great console, like a like a living room console. So, I, it's uh, there are so many things I think about the Wii U that that could be communicated uh, about the greatness of that platform. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I like my Wii U a lot, and I play a lot of off TV play here in the office because I don't usually have the time to put always put the TV online. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's such a weird thing to see that platform not doing as well as you would have hoped. But there are still like decent games coming out for it, like especially on the indie side, I am really looking forward to what is coming still. Yeah, and I think also with the push that Nintendo is doing now as well, I mean, everybody's looking forward to Super Smash Bros. Obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's so exciting. Anyway, it, I remember when we were having this discussion about the 3DS, you know, that like when is it going to take off? Is it a hit or is it a failure? I think the 3DS proved itself really well, but it, it certainly did not happen within the first months or, or maybe not even within the first year of of the of the 3DS in existence. Well, I think after like Mario hit the scene, it kind of ramped up. Maybe that's and maybe that's the thing for Wii U with Super Smash Bros. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, that's pretty good. So the sales have been overall improved, I suppose. Yeah, it's and it's very much beyond our expectations. I should say in total, uh, yeah. sales sales have been very good. But we really didn't know how this would be um, received on other platforms. Right. Again, coming coming from the 3DS, and you think, okay, am I even going to get high definition graphics? Are they just going to port? Uh, this uh, the the graphics that you had on the 3ds 
to to Steam or and to to PlayStation and so on. So, and I think um, we've surprised people in other communities, and I think also this this sounds like I'm selling it very hard, but but it, it means that you can actually make a game for the 3DS, and it translates really well to other platforms. It's something that I hope that 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 is an important thing to Nintendo, meaning that they can actually they can look at a very broad range of games and sort of think of it as as uh, platform strengtheners or as a starting point for something greater. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, for something greater, <laughs> the 3DS is great, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, the 3DS is a great place to start, really. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. I really think it is. Yeah. So, well, that's good. Thank you very much for that update. Um, but let's talk why we're actually here about a year later. Which is kind of crazy when you think about that, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I want you to officially unveil the game to the audience and uh, talk a bit about the story in this one. Sure. Okay, so uh, the game that is coming out is called SteamWorld Heist, mm-hmm. and it's a turn-based combat game uh, in set in space and uh, starring your favorite steam-driven robots that now no longer have a planet to live in, uh, live <laughs> on. The cowbots that we are following in SteamWorld Heist is sort of a ragtag band of, of uh, steam-driven robots that sort of just do a, a lot of heist missions and uh, um, they're sort of like space pirates you could call them and right. they, they're sort of living from day to day they're trying to survive but just like in um, in, in dig there is definitely a, a set story to the game it has a very defined starting point and a very defined end but mm-hmm. also uh, and so you'll be doing a lot of missions within the game but you will have just like in D- SteamWorld Dig, you will have a lot of player freedom, meaning that you can go off and do all kinds of side missions that you uh, that you want to, and they will be there waiting for you. You can sort of play the game exactly at the pace that you want. Cool. Uh, we're getting all of those in those all of those aspects like separately later in the discussion. But first, I so I have to admit something to the audience. I played of it. A bit during Gamescom. Okay, I'm bragging a bit. I'm sorry. Uh, and thank you very much for that. Um, so what I want to do here, and this is rather unusual for me during, to do during an interview, but I kind of want to tell how, what I felt and like work from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm nervous now. Can we edit the bad parts out? <laughs> we can, we can definitely edit the bad parts out if it becomes <laughs> too rambly. <laughs> for our likings. Don't worry, I have mostly I have mostly just good things to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what well, I first played Steam with Heist, what I what I found is just so it is a side scrolling strategy game. That's right. It's yeah. 2 2D uh, like what we do is 2D games. Yeah. So it's a 2D side scrolling game. Mm-hmm. Keeping the what you do best, absolutely. So you can have um limited space to walk forward upon. And if you go beyond that space, you can walk like a little beyond, then you have no reason anymore of no... You can't attack anymore. But That's if you, But if you keep within that range, 
you can shoot or use a certain object at your enemies, try to destroy them, bring them down, and move across the level and collect loot. That's right. It's a so it it works. Um, it works like almost like most uh, turn-based combat combat games, meaning that you you can walk. You will have indications of how far you can walk and still fire uh, weapons after after you walk that distance. Right, right. Or, or you can decide to sort of uh, use all of your action points, if you want to call them that, uh, to to move all that way. But then you sort of lost the energy to uh, to fire a fire a weapon or or do something uh, do something attack wise. Yeah. Yeah. And. From that point, it becomes like a very tricky situation because you have to quickly manage from how you're going to shoot those enemies, how you will bring them down, shoot for various fabrics of the environment to get to those enemies, get to the loot, get out of there, and finish the mission as quickly as you possibly can. That's Yeah, that's the thing. Because if you're sort of hanging around and taking detours, alarms will start sounding and so on. And the... And some really tough baddies will just come at you in a in a steady stream, and you won't right. have a chance. So you have to sort of—it's a strategy game, definitely, because you you're not only managing one character. I mean, in the beginning, you're you're growing your team the entire time, so mm-hmm. you sort of have to start thinking strategy-wise about the game. And there will be there will be a lot of opportunities for you to to attack, and and lots of different things you'll be able to do. But there'll be lots of obstacles as well, just to just to turn every mission into something interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was the gameplay slide that I played, and and again, it was kind of limited because there's just an idea of what the game was like, first and foremost. Um, so, is there anything I missed in that scenario that I you want to elaborate on before we continue? Well, <laughs> to the to the listeners, I want to I want to say you're going to hate me for this, Dan. But I think you died. <laughs> Just, I'm not sure you survived very long. And uh, well, well, yeah, it, 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 I will get into for the reasons why I found it so tricky. But um, yeah, that was definitely true. I died a couple of times, and mostly for good reasons. <laughs> very good. I was. Uh, the thing was also the the demo that you played is just the core gameplay, the the right. very very basics, and uh, so uh, um, that was just to sort of uh, give out the mechanics, the unique mechanics that we have in the game, and uh, mm. and to show you sort of what the what you can expect from the core um, experience experience of the game exactly. Yeah. So I think. Um, yeah, there's tons of bells and whistles to to uh, to, to stick on there, but I um yeah uh, there will be lots of things that you didn't. Uh, maybe you have some more questions here about. The well, that, that's that's definitely going to happen. Sure. So so in Steamroll Dig, because this is something I could not have experienced in the demo, because again it was just a gameplay slice. Uh, in Steamroll Dig, you had to keep your health in check, but also a light. Um, are there some are there some similar mechanics in Steamroll Heist? Yes, very good. Uh, uh, 
it's it's all of those things. Uh, it's because they are still steam-driven robots, and the gameplay is just completely different. I mean, there's you don't it's, Steam will dig was called dig because that's what that's the core mechanic. You dig. Right. Yeah. And, and then uh, the core mechanic of of Steam will heist is heisting, meaning that you go and and collect or steal loot from from other ships, hopefully from bad people <laughs> who deserve that you steal their loot. Yeah. Uh, but just like in Dig, there there is this exactly same thing that you have to sort of manage your resources. You will have uh, uh, coal will be one thing that and the coal is sort of the light in Steam will dig. But mm -hmm. coal coal will work on two levels in in heist. The, the you will have your spaceship that you're traveling with. If that runs out of coal or water, which you need both obviously to be steam driven, um, then you can't travel around space. So you have to sort of find these pockets of coal and, and water out in space as well. And then you uh, also individually uh, the, uh, the the characters they will since they're in combat they will lose health and so on and you have to you have to be careful with that so mm -hmm. even on an individual level if you stay out on for too long on a, on a heist mission then uh, um, that is going to be an issue as well uh, and also obviously they're robots if you get shot a leg will fall off and you won't be running or an arm falls off so you won't be shooting right right so the, that's 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 another thing I couldn't see in the demo, which will possibly be more evident in the full game. Oh yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, most most definitely. Yeah. Um. So what I have now currently in my head, like making like a turn-based strategy game, like side-scrolling one, doesn't seem like in particular like easy thing to like accomplish. Um. Are there like benefits of struggling by doing it in this fashion? Um, the thing is that we're, everybody, at, in, to start with, we make the games that we want to make. It's, right, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's a very important point because um, we, you could sort of look at the market and think, oh, we should make like a, a, a Candy Crush Saga uh, copy or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> no let's, not, let's, <laughs> let's not get into that argument. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. We're not going to talk about that, but, no. but what I mean is that we we are really fans of turn-based combat games. We love right. a lot of different types of games. In the in the future, you'll you'll see that as well because we'll be making so many different types of games. But mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm I'm being very old-fashioned there, and I think that the best game in the universe is chess. It's it's just so fair, and it's you could you could argue that that's a turn-based strategy game, and so it's sort of the mother of the turn-based. I'm, 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 I'm more of a checkers person myself, but fair enough. <laughs> and then, but then, uh, so so what we wanted to do is is do it in our fashion to make a 2D game that could be made really interesting. You could make right, yeah, strategy yeah. interesting in 2D, and uh, I would say that it the way that we've made it, it's it's turned into a really fascinating game. And I think we've again managed to sort of mash up a few different types of, of uh, gameplay elements and sort of borrowed a little bit there and, and a little bit from here. And yes, it's been uh, it's been a struggle doing it because finding the fun in a game is is 
it's it's vital if uh, you can make a game and you can accomplish what you set out to do but if that game is, if it turns out that it's not fun to play you don't really know that from the beginning it's like that's something that you have to sort of extract from from what you are doing there was also a struggle a lot in dig and that's oh. yeah in the, in, the, in the two interviews we had that's clearly evident oh yeah tell me yeah. about it well, it's it was it was tough yeah but so why i'd say that there are benefits of of making a turn-based strategy game as a, as a 2D side scroller but yeah. there are struggles as well because you sort of you have to sort of find the fun it it can't be too easy to kill an enemy and so on yeah so we we kind of discussed this earlier like with me many times dying dying over and over <laughs> um thank you for that what i what i enjoyed so much about the demo is that there is such a fine line between like victory and failure um like like we said you can move as close to enemies as much as you want but it's all about how you bring down those enemies and those gun controls like really require to require you to be like extremely twitchy and precise which can kind of prove kind of challenging right and it's it's one of the fun things in the game that like when you're aiming, you don't have a steady aim. It's 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 a sort of wobbly, and it's it's a brilliant little mecha- mechanism, I think, because um, if you had a steady aim, then you could then you could fire, and if you had like the ability to fire again, then you would just immediately shoot exactly the same shot. And uh, but with this little wobble, it it turns it into it makes it so exciting because um, it it. You can be really good at it, but you sort of have to have to take your time and just take the shot exactly when you when you want. Right. It's 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 kind of tricky in in that regard because I I made some blunders through that demo, like very much enough. Me too. Me too. But it's it's it requires you to do to really keep a good focus because your line of sight is also like extremely small. Mm. So you so you are never secured of a pure victory. Exactly, you don't know if you're going to hit perfectly or not. So it means that I like that because it's. I can imagine if I went if I ever <laughs> got into a combat situation in real life, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be cool as a cucumber. I would fire the gun just all over the place and just sort of yep. hope, hope to hit something before I emptied the magazine. But uh, um, so that's something that we want to capture, that the line between victory and failure is, like you say, it's a very thin line. If you manage to to kill that guy who is very close to you or could potentially be very close to you in the next round, if you don't manage to kill him, he's going to kill you. So so you got it. You got to always... Ponder: Am I going to take this shot, or should I run away to get a better, hide in a better place? Or how should I do this? I, I usually later on, I usually said, "I'm going to walk away now." <laughs> yeah. And then, I, then I took a couple of easier missions, and then I got enough loot for two people. Right. <laughs> but but we'll get in that in that mechanic a bit, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, so the environments. We kind of touched upon this. Like the environments are built to do some crazy moves, like letting shots flick against the wall, shooting for certain parts of the environment, and taking on those long-distance shots. Um, 
was the game made to be experimental or was it something that happened like naturally throughout the development really um some of them we had we had thought out before we started uh, experimenting with them uh, like for example we really wanted to have we want you to have the ability to uh, uh ricochet shots like you shoot shoot at a wall and you would hit someone in the in the back instead of because they're they've sort of protected them very themselves very well right. but also but also they're they're environmental things like you can shoot you can uh, shoot a hole in a wall so you can uh, escape that way or take a shortcut or you can like there will be the obvious chandelier, chandeliers hanging from the ceiling that you can sort of shoot and have them drop on the enemy like sort of tan tan style and uh, and so there will be many many different things that that you that you can do and and we had quite a few of them down on paper from the beginning but uh, yeah. but some of them uh, some of them have also been added because i should also tell you that image of form it, we never we don't have it down on we don't have the game down on paper when we start when we start working it's yeah. um it's there it's constantly evolving like something that we we decided not to do one week can can almost can be on the hit list <clears throat> two weeks later and also like we we like to try things out so we've spent a lot of a lot of time getting the basic systems the the, the major systems in place and we've also spent a lot of time sort of um, deciding on which technologies to sort of not pursue with the game. Like, uh, mm -hmm. okay, this didn't work. Let's try this. Now, that didn't work either. Let's try this. That works kind of well. If we mix this with the first one, maybe it could be interesting. Oh, that that's very good. There's there's nobody at, at Image of Form saying at one point, wait a minute, that's not in the game design document because it, then we rather edit the game design document afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And there will be like 10 million versions of one game design document. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can't really imagine it being that fun at all. No, it's right. So it's easier to sort of, we design some things on paper and then we design a lot, lot of things through experimenting. Mm -hmm. So while playing the demo, I went to various bars and get like new crew members and they got added to my lineup. Uh, what is so important about these is that they each have a special ability. Um, can you name a few examples? Sure. It's um, like for one, you will have uh, you're playing the captain, obviously, Captain yeah, Captain Piper. She is um, um, she, she's a really cool character, and uh, it's not a coincidence that it's a she. And uh, <clears throat> she will go to bars and recruit new crew members. Uh, when she has enough money to do so, and uh, the, these will have special abilities. Like one guy will be very good at uh, at, uh, at snipering, for example. He will have like a, a very good gun from the beginning, and then that gun will subsequently be upgraded to become like a, just like a super sharpshooter uh, uh, gun. But then you will also be able to recruit. Um, more all-round characters, right? and also like brutes that can take very much damage, but probably doesn't don't deal that much damage. And then also importantly, you will get like engineers to your team as well. Like um, if you 
if you board another uh, spaceship, um, then the enemies might choose to sort of uh, break the floor so that you can't you can't enter further into the ship, and then right. you sort of you need an engineer to fix that before you can advance. Hmm. And um, and also maybe if you want to steal something something from that ship, you will need engineers to detach it from. Like if it's it's a really cool modern engine in that ship, and you want it for your own ship, then you will need those guys to sort of nice. unscrew unscrew it. Right. Nice. Um, so you kind of touched on upgrades. Um, how many like are there in the game? Because I can figure it will be kind of risky with the for hire robots because after they die, they they don't really come back. Um, but the captain needs to evolve over the course of the game, right? Yeah, uh, the captain will definitely evolve uh, in all ways, like like all the characters. Because, like, like you just said now, like, uh, if the captain dies, well, you're you're not gonna. It's not like the game is going to start from very the very square one, but yes. but in a sense, it will. You will. I think we will work it so that you will keep the upgrades that you have for the captain, but the captain mm -hmm. will be alone again. So, um. Um, but with the crew members that you recruit, there's a very interesting dynamic there because how much are you going to spend on upgrading them if if you're always going to put them first in line uh, when you enter a ship? Right. So so there's like a fine line to walk there, and we will have a huge number of uh, uh, characters to choose from with a little bit different abilities, and then you will have a certain number of upgrades for each. Um, uh, for each character, and it's like upgrades for different aspects of everything as well. I mean, you will upgrade their their health, you will upgrade their weapons, their storage uh, capacity, what have you. I can't, I can't yeah. uh, remember them all now. We have, but this it's it's kind of brutal when you lose them. Then, yeah, it's very sad actually because you sort of get fond of them too because there will be a lot of, depending on what character you get, there will be a lot of. Um, Discussions with those, you will be talking to those characters. We'll we'll try to make it so that they're not cardboard characters, just uh, ready to take a bullet, but rather that they they will be characters in the game. And you don't want to lose. It's like in a movie. If if one of the main characters that you really sympathize with, if if they go and die mid midway through the movie, then you're sort of then you're really surprised, right? Or and a little bit sad. So, hope, yeah. hopefully, hopefully you'll be very, you'll you'll love your characters enough that you you're just very careful. <laughs> <laughs> I am. That's why. That's why I started so much in Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Um. For I played that game six times at this point, so I don't know. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Um. So enough about weapons and upgrades, and I kind of want to talk more about the setting. Yeah. Um. So the game, like like you kind of said in the beginning, uh, the game is more open than SteamWorld Dig like ever was. Mm. Was this a path you kind of like chose earlier on? Yeah, it was. It was very important to us because the only only real thing that we were that we were dissatisfied with uh, regarding Dig was the length of the game. It was, I think, Dig is a fabulous game when it comes to polish and uh, upgrade cycle and even even you know audio design and <clears throat> and 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 everything, but the it was it was too short. 
it, we should have, we seem, as you remember from our old talks, we ran out of money. We, we couldn't make it any longer. We had to sort of stop yeah. developing it. But the thing with, um, with Heist is that we can design it to be, to be very much longer because we now can decide, we, what do you call it? Um, dynamically, we can put in a lot of different, um, uh, missions, etc., for the players, right. and there won't be a way to to sort of complete the game in three hours or four hours. It 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 will be much longer than that, and that means that, um, and obviously we're hopefully the the player will be will stay entertained the whole time. I mean, I'm sure we could make a game that is a hundred hours long and really boring. But what I mean is that we we will make a game. That contains a lot of playtime and will be interesting from start to finish. And that's the sort of game that we want to make. How do you kind of like keep them interesting? Because it, like, because like, because heist is more open. You will have to trigger the player like a little bit more to keep playing. Sure, it's a, it'll be a lot more open, but it will definitely not be a sandbox game. There will be sort of, yeah. there will always be like a pointer towards this thing is next. This uh, this mission is is what you what you should go after next, and that that n next story mission. I mean, there could be lots of side missions that you want to do mm -hmm. during that time, and they yeah. won't you won't be able to take on that next story mission maybe because you'll be too weak to uh, to sort of engage with those sort of enemies. Kind of does the game that tell you that upfront, like you're a bit too weak for this mission. I think <clears throat> I think there will be pointers like that. Uh, maybe you will have characters in the game who are sort of <clears throat> like Mr. Spock. I wouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't use him, but like very, very clever, like robots that hmm, my, uh, our, I predict that this mission is just going to be too tough to take on at this point. Maybe we should uh, try to upgrade our, our stuff. And and uh, get some more crew members before we try that. So uh, fair enough. Yeah, and and <clears throat> but we won't be stopping anyone from doing whatever they want in the game because. Uh, oh, definitely no. That's, that's that's not a good thing to do. But it's like giving them a warning upfront from look, maybe it's not a very good idea. Right, and then maybe if if you're extremely skillful, it could still work. But uh, yeah, it, right. So it's it's <laughs> like uh, yeah. We as as long as yeah. long as the game is is balanced well, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. But right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. Um. So, what I like is how you lock into places and like explore new environments every time. Um. Are there parts like predetermined and others randomized, just like Dick? Uh, that's that's very good. Uh, the in Dig we were the worlds, the shafts, uh, the mine shafts were actually randomized, meaning that um, you would pick up minerals, etc., in randomized locations. Right, and, yeah. And also the caves where you would find upgrades, they were randomized, but within certain parameters, like uh, within this sort of uh, s space, within these 10 meters, they, this cave has to appear, otherwise the upgrade loop won't work. Mm -hmm. um, in... In in heist, a lot more things will be randomized. For example, the enemy ships will be uh, randomized also in the same way that if you let's 
let's say that you have a medium, you're running into um, an enemy that is sort of a medium uh, difficulty, and then you right. board, then you board that ship, right? And that's what you see in the game. You you board you board that ship, and you see your, your own ship, sort of like from the side, and you also see the other ship from the side. Mm -hmm. That that ship, the enemy ship, is going to be uh, randomized every time. Like the locations of the enemies within that ship are going to be randomized. So you're not going to run into like a difficulty level three ship that looks like a difficulty level three ship. It, it, it's, it's going to be roughly that hard to beat the, that enemy. But it, the room locations and everything are going to be different from it, like every time. We've experimented so much with it and now we've, now we see the fruits of that. It's really interesting because you never know what you're going to run into. Yeah, so I, I kind of want to clo close this sort of section with the question like, where did the idea of like heist stem from? Do you have like other ideas like that for the future, like different ideas? <laughs> yes, and the fun thing uh, is this, Dan, that when you and me talked the, the first time, the my plan was really to go with, uh, with SteamWorld Dig 2. And then we sort of changed that tack and said, but that's so obvious. If we make SteamWorld, everybody expects us to make SteamWorld Dig 2 now. What Can't we make like the prequel to SteamWorld Dig? And then we thought, oh, that's a great idea. So we start, actually started working on the prequel. And so we have a vertical slice of the prequel to SteamWorld Dig. And then we have, we also have like the game design document for SteamWorld Dig 2. But we chose to break it off because we got... That was like two months after, just immediately after Dig's release, we had started to started working on uh, the prequel, and then we had to break it off after two months because uh, then we got the opportunity to put SteamWorld Dig out on on Steam, and that meant we had to produce a, a high definition version of SteamWorld Dig, and it took up all of our resources, and so we sort of had to just put it on hold for a while, and then one day. Um, uh, Ole Håkansson, who is, uh, I think you met him at Gamescom, who is our lead designer. Right. Who is, uh, one of the very, one of the very brilliant people who works at Image Form. He just took me aside one morning and said, listen, I've been thinking about, I came up with this idea. <clears throat> uh, he came up with the idea when he was drinking beer with his brother, who also works at Image Form. And so they, they, <laughs> they said, just, people do that at, here, they, they come up with ideas and then they sort of let it brew a little bit and then they present it to... Let it brew? Beer? I see what you did there. <laughs> Sorry about that one. Uh, that's, a, so, that, that's a good pun. So, so, and then he, so he, he showed me the idea and everything. It was, it had everything except it wasn't a SteamWorld game. It was, he, he hmm. pre presented it as a, as a space game. And I said, that's great, but, and, Let's do that instead on one condition that we can fit it in with uh, with the SteamWorld universe because it fits so well. It's a, it would hmm. be so wonderful to have something as stupid as steam-driven robots and steam-driven spaceships <laughs> uh, running around like a shards of Earth that are revolving around a, a core. And we could, we actually, what we did first then was uh, sort of... Uh, Make sure that it fit in with the rest of the 
rest of the lore of of Steamworld, and it, yeah. it works really well. Okay, so, so you will actually also see some things that appeared in Dig are going to appear in Heist as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it seems that you still have many ideas to go. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, we'll never know what a prequel pre- 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 game is for our Longwell. Uh, <laughs> no, the prequel game is going to be excellent too. I played the, the vertical slice of that game and it's a it's a different game again. It's a, That's a third kind of gameplay, but I was so thrilled when I played the vertical slice. But the reason why we decided to sort of not make that now and, and go with Steamwood Heist instead is that we made Steamworld Dig and it's been so well received. And the prequel, no matter how we twisted and turned it around, it it proved to be just a, a simpler game than Dig. And we wanted we wanted to follow up hmm. with a with a to surprise everybody, not only with the game idea, but also with the scope of the game. To make right, a, yeah. To make a a big, brilliant game, not to be this artist who puts who makes a great record, and then comes out and makes exactly the same record or or something much worse. But it's un- not unthinkable that we'll ever not see the light of day sometime. Well, yeah, it's uh, that hmm. that game will definitely see the light of day because uh, it's it's a brilliant game that prequel. I I love it very much, but it's it's somewhat smaller in scope. Okay, so Steamball Heist is coming to the 3DS. Well, I think we said coming initially, but I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, is it unthinkable that it will see or come to other platforms? No, it's uh, what we're going to aim for is to have SteamWorld Heist on all on all platforms. Uh, is it the same lineup like SteamWorld Dig? Is is like PlayStation, Wii U, Steam going to be included? Yeah, I, I uh, yes, yes. So so it's coming to Wii U eventually too. Oh well. It, that's what I wanted, wanted to say there is that the release sequence isn't uh, I'm not going to say anything about that uh, right at this point right. but but the we've shown heist to the platform to all of the major platform owners and we've only gotten very good reactions so it means that if they would have hated it then <laughs> we couldn't have forced our way onto the platform but it looks. You, you you said platform holders, so you're suggesting that you also showed it to Microsoft. Well, it's um, <laughs> we we would uh, we would very 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 much like to be uh, on Xbox One as well. I think. Uh, so so a, so you're kind of saying like most tags plus Xbox is a possibility. Yeah, I would say that. And okay. uh, we don't. Mm, the way we operate is. It suits us very well to to bring our games to all platforms because it means yeah. we can we're so we're still so small that uh, we have to co- focus or concentrate very hard on mm-hmm. on one platform at a time so that we can right. talk to the communities one community at a time. We're we're never going to be so what do you call it so rich or so cool that we we can afford. <laughs> That we can afford to not to talk to all of our fans. We yeah. we need we need to continue to do that, and we want to do that. So, yeah. Meaning that, let's say that it comes out on the 3DS first. 
then we want to talk to all of our 3ds fans for for a number of months then yeah that do, and that doesn't mean that we're going to flip them the bird after after that uh, that we're going when we go to uh, no, no, it's it's definitely not the case. I mean, definitely with the 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 way that SteamWorld Dig went is like you first talked for a couple of months to 3ds, you still talk to them, but also kind of talk to like other people who got introduced to the game, uh, new people who came in, and then it became all like a big bunch of people who liked SteamWorld Dig. Yeah, so it's and that's that's how we have to continue to do it. Uh, Sort of, you remember the key word last time is is love, right? You gotta, you yeah. gotta, lo- you gotta love your games and you gotta love your audience because, I, you gotta I imagine. Think, I think, I think the 3DS audience is pretty much fulfilled with love right now. <laughs> you know, well, you got, you gotta imagine that. It's like you make a game and there's some guy in Argentina or in Russia or, or in New Zealand that, that takes the time to write to us to tell us that we made a great game. I mean, okay. yeah. How can we possibly not answer that guy back and and uh, and tell him how much we appreciate to hear from from him or her? It's, right. Because it's it's a feeling that you cannot beat. It's it's so gratifying to have people talk to you about the stuff that you make. It's hmm. it's and you remember also what I said that when we made mobile games, we couldn't have that interact interaction with with people because. We would only get their reviews on, on the App Store, and there's no way that we can. We don't know who they are, really. We can't interact with them. So this yeah. is—it's new to us, and we're very humble about it. It's—we uh, yeah. really want to keep talking to everybody. Yeah. But we'll see if that's 3DS first. Hopefully, it will. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'll—I'll looking forward to playing it, replaying it so many times after that initial platform. <laughs> Ah, but uh, yeah. Um, so you said something previously about Steamworld Dig Two. Mm-hmm. So um, we have talked about like the prequel. Is Steamworld Dig Two still something you can consider later? Or yeah, I can answer that really easily. Yes, we're going to make Steamworld Dig Two. You're going to make Steamworld Dig. Okay. Yeah. Because the last time it was a possibility, this this time it seems like you are definite about that. It's it's that's very good because <clears throat> at that point we we didn't like I said just just before now it's like everybody or many people were expecting us to make Steamworld Dig two immediately after Steamworld Dig. Yeah, I I, I saw the response <laughs> on Twitter. It's, a, it's like like many people were, were saying. I want Steamworld Dig two right now. I played the first one. I really liked it. Right. That's, that's usually how those things go, right? It's like after you play the first game, it becomes that game. But it seems like you don't necessarily don't want to do that. We, we because we this how how can you how can I answer that without sounding pompous? But what what, I, what we wanted to do is yes, we, we got, you, I think. The thing you want to say is you want to do, not necessarily you want to do not do games back and back and do something different every single time. Right. We want to surprise people, and we want yeah. to because it's it's an ego thing too. It's like God damn it, these people could even make like a turn-based combat game work really well. That's that's fantastic. What can't they do? <laughs> and then towards the end, yeah, then Nintendo will have to give us. Metroid, the next Metroid game to work on. Secret. 
<laughs> well, I don't know how that will go. <laughs> no, but so Steam will dig is definitely Steam will dig two is definitely coming out, and perhaps also Steam will dig three. What? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh come on! Man. Now it, it it depends on how much of the story we can fit into Dig Two, uh, because I think there is so much to be told after Dig that uh, there could be two really great games. So so you're so are you expecting to have a very long story then in those two <laughs> Dig games? Well, there, it could be like that we cram everything into a Dig Two, but there's there you know there there are some really separate things that we want to tell. Uh, yeah. So there's there Dig Two is definitely coming, and if hmm. that game, um, if it becomes too big, then we might split that up into Dig Two and Dig Three. And it it's not to milk people. It's just that we no, want, no, no, no. we want we want to. There's so much about Steam World that we want to tell. But you, the but story we, already the story is already in your head, but then you don't know how long it's going to be. It's it's sort of a. Like I said before, it's like we have it in our heads and we have it on paper. But the way we do things here is we experiment a lot while we are making the games, and so we yeah. we never know if if the paper version is going to be the finished game. Right. But there's okay. there's so much story to tell. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So I think I've asked almost anything that I wanted to ask, and we're almost roughly running to fifty minutes. <laughs> Um, are there other things that you still want to mention before we close off the show, the charade for the time being? <laughs> it's uh, what it's that I want you to sort of um, look forward to uh, what we talk about during Steam of Highs or during the development of, of Steam of Highs because this time, as as you remember, Dan, with Dig, we Put out yeah. one one press release three months before release, and then we talked about it. It feels like a week before release we started talking about it. But this time we are going to keep more of an even um, news flow. That's at least what we're hoping to do, so we can sort of show mm. show stuff from the game. And so, yeah, if there's one last thing, it's just stay tuned. I think we are going to make one of the greatest games that that you've uh, played. Cool. So when is the game releasing, you think? We are hoping... We have set our own deadline at uh, February 2015. Um, Yeah. But like with Dig... um, It's a grey line. Right, it's a grey line. It's not a dead... It's a very... (laughs) It's not a deadline. It's a very injured line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a line with a broken leg. Yeah, it's a broken leg. It's not a deadline. So yeah. uh, initially, I really wanted Heist to be released in December of 2014. And it was just just sort of a, it was an ego thing because I really wanted to be, to be able to release one game per year, meaning that we had one release in 2013 and then we would have a new release also in 2014. Right. But, but there are so many things to to put into heist there it's such a such it's so much a bigger effort than we expected from the beginning that now we are looking at uh, being done by year by the end of the year and releasing it in february but if we feel that we need to polish uh, 
things or put more features into the game. Yeah. And we can, I think we still can afford to work on it another month or two. Sure. If people are want to donate money to us <laughs> so that we can make a, an even greater game, don't be a stranger, please. <laughs> they can. Ha they need all the money in the universe, and mostly all of your love. <laughs> well, with the love, I hope we're getting, and, uh, and the money is is a joke. Just but, just buy Steam Will Dig if you haven't already. Yeah, buy Steam Will Dig on every platform. Uh, that will <laughs> certainly help. <laughs> buy buy it on Wii U. Yeah. Go play exactly. it, go play it on your gamepad. Yeah. Just it's uh, not that difficult. Right. It's not difficult, and it's a game that. I th or chances are that you actually will like that game a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get it. I played it a lot recently on my gamepad. It's, it feels pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, guys. You just get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we should bring this to a close okay. then. Um, I want to thank you so very much for doing roughly three hours of interviews with me. Well, it's not the last three hours either, Dan. I enjoy this so much. Thank you so, very much. So, so it's the first three hours of many hours of too many hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think we're going to continue another hour after we're done this one. Uh, um, thank you so much, Ryan. Okay, thank um, you. I want to thank all the people for listening because they've listened to us talk for 50 minutes, which is incredible. So thank you so much to those people. Um, and I wish you all a very good day. I don't know which time you're listening to this. It could be morning, it could be afternoon, it could be evening. It could be any time of the day. It would be wonderful. Um, but hey, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you all the next time. Bye-bye.